Are you ready to break the patterns that do not serve your life, your future, and your family? If so, welcome to Faith Through Fire. My name is Tiffany Jones, and I am a daughter of God, a wife, mama four, a twin mom, soon to be Gigi, and a transformational habits coach. This podcast is dedicated to help bring clarity to confusion. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path clear. My prayer is that you begin to see the purpose in your pain by transforming your mind and heart through the Word of Truth, equipping you to withstand through life's hardest seasons. God will use every bit of the trials for His glory. Nothing is wasted. Now let's get into it. Welcome to Faith Through Fire. I'm your host, Tiffany Jones, and today I'm talking about lament. Ah, sweet lament. Have you ever lamented? Lament makes up so much of the Psalms. It is prayers and songs and poems given to the Lord, taking our sorrows to God. Lament invites us to take our pain, our grief, our frustrations, and our sorrows to God. To lament is to express deep sorrow, grief, or regret, and it makes up about a third of the Psalms. They express struggles. We all, as humans, have struggles. These Psalms are prayers that lay out troubling situations to the Lord and make a request a request for help. Lamenting is how we bring our complaints to God, creating hope in our hearts. Through lamenting, you learn to trust God through your pain. So it is a very important part of your prayer life, especially if you're dealing with hard circumstances. There are four elements to it. One is to trust God. You turn to God. You turn to God. Two is you bring your complaints. You can bluntly talk about them, what's wrong. Bring the real and the raw. Just look at the Psalms. It's raw. I love it. It's raw emotion. So bring it to God. He wants us to bring our pain to Him. He wants us to bring our complaints to Him. So go ahead and invent. Go ahead and vent to God. The third is to bring your request and ask boldly. Don't be shy. Plead with God and apply scriptures. Remember what he's done before. He can and will do it again. So ask, ask and you shall receive. And when you ask, ask with right motives. It really exposes our heart too. So, and trust him. The fourth is trust him through the pain. Praise him despite the pain. Remember what he's done before. He will do it again. He can do it again. Remember that he led the Israelites out of slavery and through the Red Sea. He was with them through the pain, and he made a way for them to go through it. So I'm going to say those four elements again. You turn to God. You bring your complaints to him. Bring your request to him, 
and you trust him. So turn, complain, ask, and trust. Those are the four elements of lamenting. Lamenting draws you back to God in your pain. It helps you to take steps toward healing and recovery. It's a beautiful opportunity that reminds your heart of God's faithfulness. It reminds you of his truths. I know I can get so fixated on pain sometimes that I take my eyes off the solution to all of life's problems. God is the solution. He's bigger than your problems. The one who created you in his image for his glory. So how do we honor him in our pain? How do we flip the script from complaining and feeling beat down and discouraged? How do we change the narrative? How do we change the soundtrack that's playing over and over in our mind and leading us to more distress and distractions? How do we turn that through neuroscience? <laughs> neuroscience, I love neuroscience. Like you are rewiring your brain by focusing on the healer, the one who can, can and will bring purpose in your pain and beauty out of your pain. I know it's hard to hear sometimes when you're in the midst of trials, when you've been mistreated, when you feel that justice hasn't be, been done. I understand, believe me, I understand. But lamenting draws you back to God. It helps you to take those steps toward healing and recovery. It's an opportunity, a beauty, beautiful opportunity to be reminded of God's faithfulness. So what do you do when you get fixated on a problem? Do you take those complaints to friends? Do you gripe and complain to your spouse, to your kids? What do you do with those complaints? Do people want to hear those complaints? A counselor is a great person to talk to, but ultimately, like, yes, and they give you great advice, especially if they're biblical, they can give you biblical sound advice. Taking it to God. This is where I even learned about lamenting was through counselors, and it is helping me through the trials that I'm facing. It's helping. There's different different ways to lament too, and I'll talk about those in a minute. But so um, with lament, you're shifting your focus. That's basically what you're doing. You're shifting your focus from the pain, the sin, the bitterness, and the anger to the one who makes all things new and uses every bit of our pain for his glory. Nothing is wasted. Genesis 50, 20 says, As for you, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good in order to accomplish a day like this to preserve the lives of many. What the devil meant for evil, God will use for good. He will use it for good. There, there are different types of lament. So I want to talk about like these different types of lament and some of my favorites. There's personal laments. This is when you take your personal pain to God, what you're personally dealing with. There's community lament. 
this one is like things within your community that as a community you're lamenting over things in our world that you're lamenting on like it's really weighing on you as a community a group of people you can take those laments to God as a community you can do your personal laments and then there's repentance lament this one is one of my favorites I mean I love all of them um, the personal lament is great too because I'm able to take my complaints my judgment um, you know whatever I'm dealing with and I can just lay it at Jesus's feet and just be raw with it you know and be real about where I'm at and um, the through a lot of this um, learning to lament um, I'm recognizing sin within myself so when you've been sinned against and you feel that you've been wronged um, it hurts how do you respond to that that's where I'm like oh wow like I've been hurt how am I responding to that pain am I responding in a way that's honoring God or am I responding with sin and you know that's how the devil works you know um, he deceives he creates division and um, discord and you know someone may sin against you and then you may turn around and sin against them or you may respond in a way that is sinful so recognizing that is a beautiful thing because you can bring it to God and you can be healed so the repentance lament is one of my favorites because you're confessing your personal sin you are recognizing the evil within your heart and it's beautiful because God comes in and he washes you clean so rather than feeling convict condemnation rather than feeling condemnation for that sin I really encourage you to feel conviction there's a difference condemnation is from the devil where you feel like you're not worthy you'll never change those are that's negative self-talk we want to flip the script we want to change the soundtracks in our mind and go to conviction conviction is where you hurt for the things that hurt God you long to please the father and the things that grieve the father grieve you so the sin in your heart you see that sin as a grievance toward your heavenly father who loves you with an everlasting love and you want to please your father it's not you're not changing or modifying your behavior to be good you're modifying, you're changing your behavior from the inside out because you long to please your father, because you love your father, because you have a relationship with your father and he is showing you the sin in your heart and you, and through the lamenting, through the repentance lament, you're saying, Father, forgive me. Like Psalms 51 when David had an affair with Bathsheba he he was forgiven because God knew his heart and he was truly remorseful for what he had done yes what he did he did was wrong it was wrong 
but God forgave him. And that's the beauty of our father. That's the beauty of true repentance. This is why repentance is key to living a life of abundance with the father, to feeling his goodness and his grace and his mercy. He's a good, good father. This is why I love repentance laments so much because despite our sin, he loves us. And he will take that sin. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. He died for that very sin. He already paid the price. We simply have to repent. Jesus already paid the price. Our job is to repent of that sin, to see it. Awareness is key. Awareness is the step to healing and moving in the right direction. If we say we are without sin, we are a liar. And the truth is not in us. We've all sinned and fallen short. Every single one of us. So, repenting, you can change regardless. If the people that you long to change decide not to, you can still move forward in your walk with Christ by changing your heart and changing your focus and focusing on the healer and his goodness and his grace. Don't focus on the people doing you wrong. Focus on the one who's going to cleanse your heart through the pain that you're feeling. So that's why this is one of my favorites. That's why repentance lament has become so dear to my heart because through this awareness of our sin, we find healing and I found that through my pain, God is revealing to me my sin as well as how I can respond to the pain differently rather than responding to the pain with sin, rather than acting on my anger. How can I respond in a way that's honoring God? It's a beautiful thing. I still fail, but regardless, I'm aware and God is changing my heart and revealing to me the areas that are not Christ-like. The heart can be deceitful and dark and evil. We are evil. And to not know it or see it is a very sad place to be. It's stuck and stubborn and prideful. It's a prideful place to be. It's stagnant, like swampy waters. Nothing can grow there. The repentance lament is like clean, fresh water running through your soul. It's refreshing and renewing. God is making you new. And then the last is the justice-seeking lament. I love this one too because for me, the repentance lament and the justice-seeking lament go hand in hand. Why? Because oftentimes I catch myself judging other people based on their sin, especially how they've sinned against me. Do you ever find yourself judging? I get so frustrated with the foolishness of others, but realizing I am not the judge and taking my complaints to God frees me up. I'm not called to judge. That's God's job. And guess what? We are in an era of grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The New Testament, we are in an era of grace, but there will be a judgment day. It talks about the judgment day in Revelations. That day is coming. There will 
be a day that we stand before the judge. And that is why I love the repentance lament so much because you can repent before you stand before the judge. So when you go before the judge, you are free. You, when he sees you, he sees Jesus. When I stand before the judge, I want him to see Jesus through in me, shining through me, the Holy Spirit operating through me, salt and light in the world. That is the goal. And repentance is what cleanses you to be salt and light in the world and to shine like Jesus. And when you stand before the judge, he sees his son, Jesus, through you. So judgment day is coming. And repentance lament gives us opportunity to be fully forgiven and washed clean through Jesus Christ. He's already paid the price through recognizing the sin within us and repentance of that sin, we are cleansed from all unrighteousness. So rather than judging, going back to the judging lament, rather than judging, lay your complaints of how you've been wronged at the feet of Jesus and pray that those people will repent for their sake because one day they will stand before the judge. It's not your place to judge. It's not my place to judge. It is God's place. It's our place to discern the relationships in our life, not to judge the relationships because we've all sinned and fallen short. Take the plank out of your own eye so you can better see clearly to help take it out of your brother's eye. So I'm going to read Ephesians 5, 1 through 14. Follow Christ's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immortality of any kind, any kind of impurity or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for lament. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to lay all these things at your feet. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. So I'm going to stop for a minute right here. Turn your judgment to discernment. We are not called to judge. We have all sinned and fallen short. Repent. Be open to correction and accountability. Take the plank out of your own eye. And if your friend, family member, or whoever has sinned, against you or anyone else for that matter is open to some iron sharpening iron you can grow together if not discern and act accordingly and leave it at Jesus's feet we can't change people we uh, God gives us all the choice 
over our life. He gives us the control of our own life to make decisions, to choose him or not to choose him. So who are we to force that upon anybody else? We all have a choice. Now, Ephesians 5, 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord, having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather exposing them. It is shameful to even mention what disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed to the light becomes visible, and everything that illuminates becomes light. This is why it said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I don't know about you, but I want Christ to shine on me and through me and in me. There again, this is why I love the repentance lament because it allows me the opportunity to allow Christ to shine through me and remove the evil from my heart. That awareness is key to, to cleansing your heart of the unrighteousness. And we are all sinners. We all have sin in our heart. So to say that we have not sinned, the Bible says that we are a liar and the, sin, and, the, and the truth is not in us. So, I mean, just own it. There's sin in us. There's evil in us. And when God reveals it to you, be open to it. When a friend, even a friend, you know, may come to you and say, hey, I see this in you. Um, you know, be open to it. Like, really pray about it. Um, it may or may not be truth, but you can pray about it and filter it underneath the Word of God and really assess if it's truth. And sometimes truth hurts, you know. So some things to help you get started with this whole lamenting process. Just start. Sounds simple, right? Um, so, write out your complaints. Write them down. You know, if you complain, you know what those complaints are. You may not be completely clear on them. They may just fly out at in spurts of anger. Who knows? Write out your triggers. What are the things that trigger you to complain? Is it a messy house? Oh my gosh, that's a trigger for me, especially when I've just cleaned the house. Just saying. Um, address them to God. So write those complaints out to God. Like you're turning to God with those complaints. Read the Psalms. Notice the raw pain. Notice the pain the psalm, of the psalm, psalmist turning to God and laying it at his feet. Notice how he asks boldly that God act how he remembers who God is and trusts God through the pain and with the outcome. You can Google what the Word of God says about dot, 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 whatever specifically you're dealing with. What, what does the Word of God say about abuse? What does the Word of God say about gossip? What does the Word of God say about slander? What does the Word of God say about uh, neglect? You know, whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever pain it is you're going through, you can Google what the Word of God says about that and find some scripture on it and apply it to your pain. Look for scripture on promises of God, too. We want to remember what he's done in the past because he will do it again. And remember who you are. So 
um, remember the stories like um, Jesus or God leaving leaving the Israelites out of Egypt and delivering them from slavery. He took them through the Red Sea. He didn't take them around the problem. He took them through the problem. He made a way through the problem. So does this mean that these complaints and problems will immediately be fixed? No, not at all. But it does shift our focus to awareness of specific areas of sin that we're dealing with, of bitterness, unforgiveness, abuse, neglect, wrongdoing, and it gives you peace through it because you're laying it at the feet of Jesus. And then you're applying biblical wisdom and you're trusting God with the pain and understanding that he is the judge, the provider, the healer, and the redeemer. It shifts our focus from the problem to the solution and it helps us to focus on and create hope and trust in our hearts in our heavenly father he is always has been and always will be a good good father i hope and pray that you use lament as your source of comfort i hope this has been a blessing to you and i hope and pray that you have a blessed day Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast, Faith Through Fire. If this encouraged you, please hit the follow button, leave a review, and share with a friend. Remember, as you give, you shall receive. You can also find her on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Or for more info on Coaching with Tiffany, check out her website at tiffanygjonescoaching.com. And you can find all of this in the show notes. Have Have a a blessed blessed day. day!